Good morning, students, and welcome back to another episode of Armor Class. My name is Derek, and I will be your headmaster. Last week, we joined our heroes during their first lessons at Armor Class. That left them feeling a little embarrassed and forced them to recognize that there's more to being an adventurer than a clever spell or a well-swung weapon. And this week, they get a chance to redeem themselves as they attend their first Ethics of Adventuring class. But first, a few announcements. If you're enjoying Armor Class, don't forget to give us a rate, a review, a like, subscribe, a follow, all of those social media things. It may seem small, but it truly does help. And we genuinely appreciate all of your feedback. And if you would like to be a bigger part of Armor Class, consider checking out our Patreon, where for just $5 a month, you get access to official episode releases seven days before the public. You also get access to all of our exclusive bonus content. You'll have access to our patron-exclusive Discord channels, and you'll be able to be a part of any and all live events that we hold. And that's the pitch. Stay tuned till after the episode for another Armor Class Outtake. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Please turn in your books to Chapter 4, The First Term of Armor Class. Part two. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. We're on a journey to discover what we're made of in a world that we don't know. Humble beginnings to the grandest of adventures to show. The future is calling our name. guys wake up in your dorm another day at armor class after nursing your wounds metaphorically from a struggle bus of in your class introductions our emotional wounds yeah your emotional wounds everybody's feeling a little little sad some of you are a little physically sore but uh any of you that took a direct hit from that training dummy but it you know it is what it is Bash just has like a bruise across his chest from where he hit himself because the dummy hit itself and he thought it was a challenge. As a as Ren wakes up, he he does his normal stretch and his shoulder like lets out just a loud pop and he's immediately like <laughs> from where he got critted by that dummy. And, and yeah, not only yeah, did you get yeah, you took smacked. Yeah. And, I don't uh, think I got smacked by it. I think I just missed. Yeah. Miserably. Yeah, me and you didn't get hit, but we also didn't hit the dummy. Right. Yeah. We just yep. which is almost worse. But it was a training in armor. So those who did not get hit succeeded. No, that's true. I don't feel like I succeeded. Ren uh, <laughs> Ren looks out his window and is just kinda like rubbing his shoulder 
and he he's trying very hard to not feel like a failure because he feels like he has to guide this team. <laughs> you are the leader. So he just kind of looks outside and kind of tries to to shake it off and is like, well, we got this, you know, rough start, but we're, we're fine. Another and he, day. Uh, he makes his way out into the, the common room. He put, uh, after getting dressed, of course, he, he dresses himself in his fine, fine silks and uh, walks. It, his shirt is still ruined, but uh, he puts it on anyway and, and walks out into the, uh, did you only bring room. one shirt? I mean, I would imagine he, well, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much he would have brought because he did have to pack his own bags. Yeah. But he brought one bag. So, like, he probably has an extra shirt. <laughs> so he puts on his spare shirt. And right. he he lays the one that's, like, damaged out. He's, like, all sad about it. And then he, he comes out into the common room and is like, good morning, everyone. Is, every, is everyone up? Horace is already out there just staring at all his baking utensils. He hasn't made anything. He's oh. just sitting there. Horace? <laughs> sad. You all right, buddy? I, uh, we were cool, man, and then we weren't. Yeah, no, I get that, but think about it like this, right? I let you down. No, you didn't let me down. Horace, I promise, you didn't let me down. I, the way I see it, right, we just got here. The more that we flub and get, you know, maybe knocked on the ground by a training dummy or or completely whiff and, and just miss short of hitting it, it's going to make the times that we do really cool stuff even cooler. So I think we'll be all right. I mean, just try to keep your head high. Uh, no, no offense, <laughs> but just, you know, just try, to, just try to keep your head up, buddy. We'll be fine. Why don't you make something, you know, why don't you make something nice for, for breakfast? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that would lift everybody's spirit. How's, a, how's your shoulder? Uh, it's been better, but I'll be all right. Horace, instead of making bread, is going to attempt to make like a like muscle relaxing salve out of some of the things he has on him, and he's just gonna hand in some bread. Oh, thanks, man. That's that's breakfast for now. I'll try to do something about your shoulder. Do we uh do we have any like meat? I think Bash has all the meat. Okay, I was so hoping you should go <laughs> knock on his door. I was hoping he wouldn't because I was hoping we could avoid the fire situation from no, yesterday. No, it's fine. But it, it's fine. Well, I guess we'll I'll... figure out the fire situation. I mean, they didn't they didn't come up and knock on our door or anything. True. But... I'll approach Bash's door. Is does it look like there's smoke coming out of it again? Or do we hear poetry? No smoke today. No smoke. Yeah, uh, finished smoking yesterday. Ren gives a good good knock and is like, Hey, hey Bash, are you up? Are you awake? Bash? You hear a bunch of clanging and rattling sounds. <laughs> like he's moving through a bunch of shit and the door opens and it's just Bash standing there in a loincloth like oh uh Rin hey what's up hey man uh we should probably get ready for class today we got another another day of school oh we have to go do that again yeah yeah we got to do that like every day except for the weekends every day pretty much yeah oh it's uh, a party you know I, I didn't really have a lot of fun yesterday i was thinking about leaving you, oh, you turn on. and look behind Bash, and his stuff's packed up. Ren looks looks at Horace behind behind him, and is like, J- "Just give me a minute." And he uh he kind of walks into the room and, and closes the door behind him, and he he puts he puts a hand on on Bash's shoulder. And is like, "Look, Bash, 
His bare naked shoulder. His bare naked shoulder. It's muscly. It's it's so so tense. It's firm. It's so firm. He just gets a handful of Bash shoulder, and he says, "Look, Bash, we, we let let's talk this out. You know, I understand. Um, I also feel like yesterday was was very rough and not very fun. But think about it like this, right? We." already completely obliterated an apple wizard i mean that guy was a fool and we 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 knocked him to the ground he was practically crying when we left that's you know what true. i mean that's true yeah i mean you almost severed his leg with one axe throw yeah yeah i did there's a lot of things that we're gonna have to do at this school that i think are going to be very very fun and are going to be very difficult for us to learn but i think if we have the ability to end a curse on a town, I think we'll be able to make it through this party. But I don't think that we're going to be able to make it through this party without you, Bash. So I wouldn't want you to leave. Also, because I'm going to be honest, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what would happen if you left. I don't think that, I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to make it out there, you know? I'd worry about right. you. I'd be fine. I'm sure you'd be fine. But I don't know if I'd be able to convince myself of that. So, I, I understand that you want to go, but maybe for the time being, we'll stick around for a little bit and just see how it goes, you know? All right. I'll wait a little bit longer. Okay. Bash just kicks his bag and all the shit falls out. <laughs> all right, I'm unpacked. All right. Go ahead and, and, and throw on your, your tunic, and, and we'll have some breakfast, and we'll head to class. Cool. Maybe I'll get to fight something that's not green today. Yeah. Hopefully, we get to, get to do stuff that's, like, less painful, too. I think I might hate plants now. Oh, just every plant? I mean, if they turn into vines and try to attack me, I, I hate them. Well, I think those plants were manipulated specifically to do that. I don't think that it was the plants that, like, wanted to. No, nah, they wanted to. I, they rubbed my face in it. That's, that's fair. They did kind of rub your face in it. All right, let's go. All right. I can't wait for, <laughs> because I'm a druid, when I get, like, entangled in shenanigans like that. Oh, and Bash is like, oh, God, they're back. Bash and, uh, just stops combat and immediately starts attacking the, the <laughs> vines. I guess I'll give a knock on Eliana's door. A light little tippy-tap-tap. She's sleeping in big you time. You're, you, you're big Susan? Ren that wakes me up, and I get I go up to the door and open it. What do you want? <laughs> I immediately walk up to Ren, put my hand on his back, and I'm going to rub that salve I've made. And I'm also going to give him guidance because through I feel like he might need this this time to like talk to Eliana. You're going to rub the salve through his clothes? Just rubbing it into my shirt. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Ren's like, oh, it's like kind of cold. <laughs> Ren's like, oh, uh, uh, thanks, worse. Anytime. Um, I think it's one of those Ling traditions. I imagine Ren does not like being touched very much. No, not at all. But he's he's trying to <laughs> trying to keep the team keep keep the team afloat here. Yeah, but day two, putting everything back together. Yeah, Bash gets down to a knee and offers his back. <laughs> this this is something that he needs to do. He needs to rub the the salve in. I can tell it's it's part of his halfling traditions. <laughs> Horace puts his hand on Bash's back, and, like, he's looked at Bash, so he knows he's pretty, like, muscular and stuff, but he puts his tiny hand on his back, and he's just, oh. 
and Bash just turns slowly awkwardly and just gives you one of those really awkward thumbs ups. <laughs> Ren told me this is what people do when they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're happy, Bash. You're you're real yippy, you know. <laughs> yippy skippy. Lord. Uh, you're, I guess you're teaching him slowly. <laughs> you're making this monster. Ren just looks down at Bash and is like, <sighs> and then looks back up at Eliana and is like, "Uh, hey, uh, 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 good morning. Did you did you sleep all right? I didn't sleep. Oh, not until like a couple hours ago. So that's why I'm still trying to sleep. Oh, well, um, well." You know, classes should be starting soon. I just wanted to, you know, get everybody, get everybody ready to go. I guess. Uh, so, so we'll be out in the common room when, you know, when you're ready. All right, I'll be down there in a, a little bit. Okay. And uh, Ren just kind of turns back to the <laughs> their party common room. I think that went well, guys. Yeah, that went well. <laughs> uh, Ren, that went worse than when you talked to me. <laughs> Considerably. What do you mean, Bash? I think she, she was fine. I think she might hate you. <laughs> no. Me? No, at least strongly dislike, I would say. <laughs> no. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you guys are wrapping up in the common room uh, of your dorm, you hear the morning bell go off, and it's time to venture down to the dining hall. Have you come into the common room yet, or are you still in your room, Eliana? No, I've come in there. I just look pissed off. I'm still mad about <laughs> the last class we had. <laughs> I'm so mad it didn't go well immediately. So as we, uh, as we begin our, our trek down the stairs, um, I'd imagine, are you, you're kind of like in the back of the group. Yeah. Ren's kind of like leading, and then he kind of like slowly allows himself to fall back on the stairs, and he walks next to Eliana. And he's like, "Hey, uh, are you are you doing okay? I know yesterday was was pretty rough on all of us, and I just want to make sure you know we're all doing all right." Yeah, I'm all right. All right, I just you know just wanted to make sure. And <laughs> he awkwardly keeps walking. <laughs> Thanks. No, yeah, I mean, no problem. Oh, that was a soft response. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh you know, I feel like someone's gotta try to keep us all keep us all above water. But I don't I don't want us all to lose lose gumption just yet. You know, I feel like we all got here. I feel like we've all got, got some good potential, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate someone caring. No, I mean no no problem. I didn't expect it, honestly. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Ren is just super like does not know what to do. I uh... yeah, um anyway. I break this up because I see this happening. I'm like, so anyway, Ren, what's uh, what's our class? What's what's next? Um, and you hear Ren just like flipping through pages, and he's like, I think today is ethics. Ethics first. Uh, is that right? Yes, ethics first. I believe today is ethics first. So, I don't know exactly what would be in an ethics class, but I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, not dummies that knock me to my ass. That's preferable. Not to happen again. I, I only have one other shoulder, and I don't want it also to be <laughs> fucked up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Colin Payne. Though you may know me better as Ren here on Armor Class, I've interrupted this fine broadcast to post you a question. 
What is the sweetest sound in the world? Close your eyes and really try to imagine it. Maybe it's the breeze on the ocean, or a beautiful symphony. Perhaps even the voice of someone you hold very close to your heart. Touching, isn't it? Mmm, it is. But it's wrong. Incorrect. Whatever you just thought of, it's not it, Chief. But don't you worry, my dear viewer, because I am here to tell you exactly what the sweetest sound in the world actually is. And that sound, my friends, is uncommon nonsense. The new comedy podcast hosted by yours truly, with conversations so soothingly chill and bits so blisteringly hot, it'll have you entranced by the quality banter between a charismatic host and energetic, interesting guest while it burns your feeble flesh down to the bone. The Funny Bone. So if you like the sounds you're hearing and you're sick of podcasts taking themselves too seriously, then Uncommon Nonsense with Colin Payne is the show for you. Trust me, I don't take anything too seriously. Not even this. The entire time I've been recording this ad, I've been playing a janky recreation of Flappy Bird. You guys remember that? The iPhone game? Taking off the App Store? Anyway, get your funky junk over to youtube.com slash uncommoncolinyt and subscribe. Or give us a listen on Spotify by searching Uncommon Nonsense with Colin Payne or clicking the link in the description. We upload new episodes every other Thursday, so we'll catch you then. Now back to Not This Ad. All right, so you guys make your way into the dining hall, and after you get your food on your table, there is a letter addressed to Eliana. Oh. A love note on the first does day? It, does it have oh. a uh, armor class seal on it? Yes. Okay. I see the note on the, on the table as we kind of approach, and I look at it. And I just kind of look over at Eliana, and I'm like, uh, it looks like you have some sort of note. I'd assume it's from, I'm going to guess it's from our guy, our man, Professor Aster, our, uh, our guidance guy. I could be wrong, but, and I just kind of like, two fingers slide it over to her, and I'm like, why don't you find out? I pick up the letter and open it. And as you open it, you do see that it is from Professor Aster. <laughs> yeah. You're so smart, Ren. He is inviting you and your party to a sort of after-class meet-and-greet kind of thing where he can get to know you guys better and you guys can start to get to know him. You can find out a bit more about this connection. Huh. So I have to let them in on that. If you want to. Yeah, we're all just kind of watching you read the note and just like waiting and looking at you like, so? Professor Astor is inviting our party to like an after school meet and greet type of thing. Oh. That's what it looks like. I wonder if this is about yesterday. (laughs) I really hope not. It says that after the end of classes today, you can come to his office and gives you basic directions how to get to his office and... A rough time. Whenever you guys are finished up, you guys are welcome to go over there. Okay. Well, I guess after class, then we'll have to stop by our dude. Let him, let him talk to us, I guess. Yeah. That sounds fun. He might yeah. be able to get me in contact with the cool eagle thing. Maybe. I still want to hang out with Zephyr. Yeah, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool bird. Yeah. Maybe you can teach me how to fly. You think they do that here? Maybe. That would be helpful if yeah. we could have you. I've do never like seen a flying attacks. orc, but that would be cool. A flying orc. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a performance, the flying orc. How much do we know about magic? Do we know that, like, eventually one of us could make Bash fly? No, Bash has no clue. Bash Ren, knows nothing about magic. Ren knows a little bit. He knows that it exists, obviously, and that his mother, like, did some magic before she left her, like, Wood Elven village, but 
So he's been kind of taught about magic, but his father specifically like wanted him to stay away from it. So he has like a a sort of fear of it. But it's the Ren knows about magic. He Was... knows that he could potentially make Bash fly if he learned how to. I mean, like he assumes he could maybe figure out a spell to make Bash fly. What if you could fly and then you threw me on an enemy? Like like a bomb, like a horse yeah. bomb. Yeah, oh. a horse bomb. Horse bomb. I like Horace Bomb. Horace Bomb too. is a good plan. Be a good plan. All right. So I'm going to learn how to fly. Then you guys can all ride on my back while I'm flying. And I'll like dip a wing and drop you guys like little bombs. It's going to be like, so cool. Yeah. We can like parachute and like parachute down like a, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the, the fantasy equivalent would be of a freaking paratrooper paratrooper squad, but <laughs> guys, we're coming back. We have a special party attack now. We just have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Group assault. <laughs> That's great. Operation Air Raid. Operation Air Raid. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So as you guys finish up your breakfast, you make your way toward your ethics class and you guys have your room number on your schedule. And you make it there without too much trouble. Is there anything you want to do along the way? Not particularly. Um, no. Yeah. I, I guess just just beyond making sure that we're all in as high spirits as we can be. <laughs> yeah, I think the vibe right now for the party is like we're focused now. Downtrodden. Yeah, we're like we're downtrodden, working back up, so we're not worried about anything other than getting to where we're going and yeah. doing a better job today. Yeah. Every day is a new, remember guys, is where I kind of walk in where it's just like, remember guys, every day is a new opportunity. Something my dad always said. <laughs> One of the good lessons. Huh? One of the only ones. See, for him, it was a new opportunity to cheat people out of their money. But for us, it's a new opportunity to be heroes. I got a saying from my dad. What? <laughs> it means love and respect, I think. That's a good one. Ren puts his hand on your shoulder again and she goes, ugh. Uh. <laughs> it was insulting. It was the intonation. You just insulted him so He goes, Bash just and looks... Bash is, his brow immediately furrows and he just punches Ren across <laughs> the field. Don't you ever say that to me again. <laughs> I didn't know you could speak orc, Ren. I thought we were friends. I didn't know either. I just... You've betrayed me for the last time. <laughs> Everybody, before we, before we go in and Ren puts his hand in the, in the middle... And he's like, everybody, group, uh, before we go in. Just, it's a group. <laughs> and he waits for you all to put your hand on top of his. Are we going to, are we going to, yeah. We Bash puts his hand on it. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, two three. three. Uh. All right, we're ready. Wonderful. All right. Nothing like let, a good let us know in exercise. the comments if this is what you wanted from a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all of us grunting into microphone together. Ugh. As you guys make your way into your ethics room, you you are not the first ones here this time, uh, and you make your way to some open seats where you sit together, and before long, you hear the bell again, and presumably, the professor walks in and takes a place at the front of the classroom, and you do not recognize this professor. She's new to you, and as everyone quiets, she begins to speak. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ethics of Adventuring. I am Professor Roca, and I am delighted to be your guide through the stimulating exploration of the moral dimensions that accompany the thrilling world of adventuring. As aspiring adventurers, 
Each one of you possesses a profound desire to embark on daring quests, unravel ancient mysteries, and confront formidable challenges that lie beyond the realm of ordinary existence. While the allure of such endeavors is undeniable, it is essential to recognize that with great power and adventure comes great responsibility. The decisions you make and the actions you take as adventurers can have far-reaching consequences both for yourselves and for the world around you. In this course, we will delve into the profound ethical considerations that underpin the adventuring lifestyle. We will examine the moral dilemmas that often arise in the face of danger, the balance between personal gain and societal well-being, and the delicate line between heroism and vigilantism. Together, we will navigate the intricate web of values, principles, and virtues that should guide your conduct as ethical adventurers. Throughout your journey, we will draw upon a rich tapestry of philosophical traditions with ancient wisdom to contemporary theories to shed light on the ethical quandaries you may encounter. We will explore the utilitarian calculus of maximizing overall happiness versus the denotological imperative of adhering to universal principles. We will contemplate the significance of virtue ethics and the cultivation of noble character traits that distinguish true heroes from mere opportunists. Moreover, we will not limit our examination to abstract theories alone. We will discuss practical case studies derived from the annals of adventuring history, analyzing the decisions made by renowned heroes and the ethical implications of their choices. By immersing ourselves in these tales of bravery, sacrifice, and moral quandaries, we will gain a deeper understanding of the complexities inherent in the life of an adventurer. However, this course is not intended to merely provide theoretical knowledge. Its ultimate goal is to equip you with the tools and perspectives necessary to make informed ethical judgments in the field. By the end of our journey, you will possess a nuanced ethical compass capable of guiding you through the myriad of challenges you may encounter as adventurers. Please remember that this class is not intended to discourage your adventurous spirit, but to nurture it in a way that is both principled and compassionate. It is our shared responsibility to ensure that the thrill of adventuring is accompanied by a deep sense of ethical duty, fostering the betterment of both ourselves and the world we inhabit. I am excited to embark on this intellectual quest with each and every one of you. Let us set sail together, guided by the twin beacons of wisdom and integrity as we uncover the ethical landscape of adventuring. Welcome once again to the Ethics of Adventuring, a journey of self-discovery and moral exploration that will shape not only your adventurous careers, but also the very essence of your character. After Professor Roca's introduction, she stands there and she's like, does anybody have any questions for me before we get started? Bash raises his hand. Uh, you, young green one. Uh, you said that we were learning how to be adventurers? In an ethical manner, yes. Ren puts his hand on his forehead. <laughs> uh, I thought adventurers were all bad. And why would you think that? Because orcs are good and adventurers are bad. That's like one of the first things we're taught in orc school. Interesting. In my 340 years, 
I had no idea that Oryx had schools. Yeah. Well, it's kind of just the thing we do one day of the moon. Ah. On the new moon, we all learn one new thing. I see. So then we all go and meet the shaman, and the shaman says that humans are usually bad because they like their shiny rocks more than they like their friends. Let me emphasize, usually. Yeah, she said usually. But then she said that all adventurers are bad and they're here to steal our stuff. And unfortunately, in some cases, this is true. But that is exactly why this class exists, to facilitate a new generation of ethical heroes. So you're saying that I could be a good adventurer? Yes, absolutely. Does that if make you me work less hard. work, though? Absolutely not. So I can be full work if I go full adventure. She cocks her head to the side and looks at you and kind of <laughs> squints her eyes. I'm not entirely sure what you mean, but I can tell you that if you work hard and place proper considerations on ethical practices, you can be an example of what it means to be orc and adventurer in an ethical and society-building manner. Huh. All right. I understand, like, one out of every six words you use. So I'm going to do my best. All in time. All in time. <laughs> All that I can ask is that you do your best. All right. Well, I'll uh, see. I guess I'll try to be an adventurer. That is why you are here. It is an adventuring school. No, I was here for the free food and to kill things. That's what I was told when I And accepted. kill things, I'm sure you will. Oh, cool. All right. Yes. Best sits down and ready to learn. I do not deny that death and killing is part of being an adventurer. The important thing is to have the skills to act in ethical ways, to know when killing is the only option, or in some cases, for the better of the world. And uh. that is the kind of thing you will learn in this class. Okay. Very well. Anybody else? I'm a ghostwise halfling, so I can telepathically, you know, talk. I'm going to talk to Ren in his head, and I'm going to be like, hey, are we good with Bash, or should we? Was that okay? Are you, are you good with, you're better with him, but. What do you mean? Are we good with Bash? Like. They're just like silently looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I felt like he was really close to just getting up and walking out. No, I, look. It's gonna be rough. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is, he's coming from a world that neither uh, none of us really understand. But I, I he'll get it. I got faith in Bash. Okay, I trust him. So you guys should trust him too. We don't have to run damage control right now. No, he's okay. fine. I look at Bash. <laughs> Bash just picks his ear and looks at it. <laughs> he's Malia walks by the open door. <laughs> She's not in this class. She could walk down the hall, though, and see. Bash would have noticed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Runs out the door. Wipes it on Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Bash Sacrifices had to be way. made. This is part of that ethics thing, right? <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask me, Hey, Garmalaxion, master of the arcane, what is the hardest part about being the most badass and handsome wizard in all the nine realms? Well, I'll level with you. It's the legs. 
I spend all this time and all my components casting wicked sick spells at some fools, and their stupid little eggs hop right out of the way of my lightning or some shit, and it really tussles my toadstools, you know? But luckily for you, if you're a sick magic slinging hunk like me, I've found the answer for our conundrums. I've ordered some lovely prints from Oakenthornartistry.com and adorned my walls and all of my lair with some of the most breathtaking prints of hand-painted work from one of the most renowned artists in all the land. And now these silly scrubs are so busy gawking at this luxurious, high-quality, one-of-a-kind finished pieces of quality art, they don't even notice when I slither my little body behind them and blast them into the worm dimension. Now, you may be thinking, but I don't need any art for my walls. And I say, you fool! Not only does OakenthorneArtistry.com have wonderful framed canvases or poster-style prints, they also have high-quality enamel mugs for you to sip your devious potions from. Exquisite. So, if you're a US-based trickster looking to stop adventurers in their tracks, with some amazing-looking art on your boring, dinky walls, or maybe a mug to get for that special sorcerer down at the local tavern. Wink, wonk. Then click the link in the description and discover magic in art at Oakenthorn Artistry. That's all. Okay, so as you guys are talking in your head, as we move into the next part of the class, Professor Roca gets everybody's attention again. So, as your first foray into the myriad of the mindscape of ethical dilemmas, I present you all with a question that you must debate amongst your party. I present this scenario. You and your party stumble upon a hidden treasure chest deep within an ancient dungeon. As you open it, you discover that it contains a significant amount of gold, jewels, and precious artifacts. However, there is a note revealing that the treasure belongs to a local village that has been ravaged by a recent disaster. They desperately need the treasure to rebuild their homes and livelihoods. What do you do? You might consider the following perspectives. Some adventurers might argue that finding the treasure is a result of their hard work and risk-taking. They may feel entitled to keep it for themselves or to use it to fund their future endeavors. After all, it's the spoils of their successful expedition. Others may prioritize the well-being of the village and the greater good over personal gain. They might feel a moral obligation to return their treasure to their rightful owners knowing that it could make a significant difference in rebuilding their lives. A third approach could involve finding a compromise between personal gain and helping the village. This might involve negotiating with the village leaders and offering a portion of the treasure to aid in their recovery, while keeping the rest for themselves. So, I give you the time to discuss amongst yourselves what you would do in this situation. To be presented by the end of class. Begin. All right, Ryan. 
You're the money guy. <laughs> what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you you come across money, you keep it, right? I mean, okay. that's just kind of how it works. I mean, I won't argue that money is good, but it, you know, the town needs it. So, well, I mean, and? What, what if the town has, like, your favorite food or something? Like and a it's good, rightfully there. A good bowl of something. I don't, what's your favorite food, Ren? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, imagine if it didn't exist, though. I guess. I guess I'd be pretty bummed. Yeah. But, I mean, what what do you have in this world if not money? <laughs> right? Oh. I mean, that's a fair point. Without money, we won't be able to survive. New perspective. Bash. Huh? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, I was listening the whole time. Uh, what was the question? Think? <laughs> What is this thing? So, <laughs> very bash answer. You remember the shiny rocks? Yeah, shiny rocks. Yeah. If we were to find like a really big box of those. Okay. You like they, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they belong to somebody else, I guess. How do we know that? Um, I guess the the note, there's a note that says so. Why do we believe the note? That's a good point. What if the note is lying? That's just a that's just a little piece of skin. Why does the true. skin know? That's true. Bash makes a good point. Bash makes a very <laughs> valid point. Eliana. Well, I like money as much as the next person, but I also want to do the right thing. So Yeah, so we keep the money. I don't I'm leaning more towards the compromise. Eliana, as you're saying this, Professor Roca is walking around, like peeking in on the conversations, and you see that she just kind of smiles and nods at you. She likes your point. Ren. Huh. Your your dad has a lot of money, right? Yeah. What's what's the rest of the town look like? Well, we don't live in a town. We have a manor. We live, like, outside of a town. The nearest town's, like, 30 minutes away, maybe, by cart. Yeah, and what's, what's it look like? Eh, it's not bad. I've seen better. I've seen worse. You, you think they could do better with more money? I'm sure anybody could. I just gotta work harder and get more money. Ren's like, that's my whole point. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if they found, if they went out adventuring and found a chest of che- a, a chest of treasure, you know, I mean, that's fine. I think if you were to return it, you're more likely to be rewarded for doing the right thing, and they oh. might end up sharing that with you anyways, and then you get both in the end. Oh, I like that. Okay, you do the right okay. thing, and you get paid. I've got one of those things, those things, the uh, ideas. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if we do what Eliana says, then they're gonna give us stuff anyway. So if we take the big box of shiny rocks and we bring it to them and we say, hey, we found these shiny rocks. I think they're yours. And then they give us bed and food. You like beds, I remember. I do really like beds. It's better than sleeping on the ground. So you get beds and then they bring me meat and then we go home happy. And then we don't make enemies with a bunch of people for stealing their shit. Yeah, you you remember mm. us telling you about like, or you telling us about your apple wizard? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had to fight a whole town of apple wizards. Mm. That's yeah. See, awful. I didn't even really fight him. I just kind of talked him out of what he was doing. I don't think I could do that to a whole town of people. Probably not. Not when they're very angry that we've taken their money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. How would you feel if you you know woke up and all your money was gone? 
I'd be pretty upset. Nothing. Yeah. Like but if your son stole all the money out of your safe and didn't leave a note or anything and just kind of. Well, did I deserve left. it? Left. Just as like a hypothetical. <laughs> not from Bash. Just did I was going to say it. <laughs> Does Bash, Bash know what a hypothetical no. is? No. No, this isn't Bash. This is a. <laughs> this is just a guy. He's <laughs> just standing. <laughs> from one of the other uh, I didn't adventuring have a group, parties. Yeah, I we just hear it from the table over. Oh, I'm not actually part of a group. I was just kind of <laughs> here observing the class. So, uh... sorry. I uh, I kind of like a little bit of all the ideas. So, I mean, I guess hypothetically, what? if you're gonna get paid for bringing it back, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, we're still getting shiny rocks, but no one's promised it. But your chances are more likely to get to get some kind of reward for bringing bringing back they, something they need so desperately. It just feels wrong, you know? It just feels wrong to not take the money. Well, <laughs> well I'm not suggesting we give it all away. You know? Like, oh, we so are entitled take to... take some off the top and Well, we are entitled to some of that. I think that's part of being an adventurer, so... Well, if you left it up to me, I'd give them their rocks so I could get meat in bed. But... Ren, you're in charge. So if you say keep the rocks, I'll kill them all for it. Yeah, you're technically party leader, although, you know. <laughs> Ren. <laughs> I, I said that at the same time as Bash was talking, and then I just turn. I'm like, huh? Ren, Ren scratches his little chin, and he says, you know, huh, there's two ways to look at this. If my father were here, if this were my father, he would keep it. Without a doubt, without a second thought in his mind, and we would probably get a, another horse or something. You know, I'd probably get a pony. Um, one of your seventeen. Yeah, that I hate. That you got for every birthday. I hate all of them. <laughs> Canonically, now Ren hates horses. Ren does not like horses. No, I mean, I, I, if my father were here, he would keep it. And the the only idea of success I know is from my idea of my father. So that's why my brain says to keep it. But Bash and Eliana, who have arguably been through different things and are probably more capable of being an adventurer than I am, would return it. So I think it's the more ethical choice to return it. Whether or not I would like to hold on to the gold... There's not even any gold, Renuin. <laughs> like it's just all a hypothetical. Renuin's like, I want the money, <laughs> but such is the magic of ethics. Well, you know, if if we do good by the town, and then our name gets better, and our party gets more word about, then we did a good job. We can make more gold, right? Well, if we do good by them, they'll do good by us in some way. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe the choice is to return it. Fine. If that's okay with you guys, I guess that's what we'll we'll tell we'll tell our professor. Yeah, I mean we should we should really sell the point that we did hard work. You know, <laughs> and we should be compensated as adventurers. It's it's a business transaction. Right. I mean you know? Yeah. Okay. I agree. Cool. So as Professor Roca takes the front of the classroom again, uh she says, So you have had plenty of time to discuss your options your perspectives, and your action plans. Now, we will discuss 
what you are going to do after having found this treasure and the note of ownership. Who would like to go first? She looks around and she goes, she points to you guys. She goes, how about you? The fourth wall. What have you? Uh, okay. Ren kind of, kind of stands up and he, he's like, uh, <clears throat> I smack his back and I cast guidance. <laughs> um, we talked a lot about it and our group has made the decision that assuming the note is not a lie and is true that we would take the gold back and return it to who owns it i guess i loved the pained emphasis yeah, that was right. good <laughs> very well and what are your motivations for doing so? Well, you know, per- personally, it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I think that we, we have decided as a group that it is better to look out for the good of the hypothetical town as opposed to the good of our wallets. And thus, the lesson has been learned. It is better to serve society than oneself. In most cases, I would say, but not always every case. The interesting thing about this particular question is that, and in most questions with ethics, is that there are no wrong answers. Damn it, I knew it. There are no wrong answers. There are only actions and consequences, and we all must deal with those as they come Whatever they may be. So, well done, the fourth wall. You may take your seat. And then she goes around and talks to everybody else. And you hear, not everybody was as ethical in your guys' deliver- in, the, in their deliberation as you guys were. Some people, there was one student, he was like, we take the gold. We take all of it. <laughs> we run away. How'd the away. teacher react? She says, well, if that is your choice, do better in mind that the consequences might be severe as you find out in the hypothetical scenario that the village has sent an envoy to retrieve the gold and they do not take kindly to adventurers trying to take it for their own. We redeemed ourselves today. Yeah, I think that that went pretty well. It may have stung a little bit, Ren, but... Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I will, it, Yeah, I guess. Normally, we just kind of listen to whatever the chief tells us, and you're kind of the chief right now, so if you say kill him and take the gold, we kill him and take the gold. I will definitely keep that in mind <laughs> for the future. All right, buddy. But... <laughs> Raj just puts his hand on your shoulder. Ren's like, that's too much responsibility. <laughs> I'm panicking inside. <laughs> All right, so as after everybody has stated their point, Professor Roca takes the front of the classroom again, and she says, Very well done today, students. Well done in your first foray into ethical dilemmas. As I said, there are no wrong answers, only the consequences of our actions. Therefore, your actions have been to come to class and come to school, the consequences are homework. And she passes, and she smiles at this. She thinks she's real funny. All right. Ooh. 
So she passes around a uh, a stack of papers, and everybody takes it. No, I don't. <laughs> I take I bashes for him. Yeah, Bash is like, I already have some. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. It's, I'll Bash take it. Bash doesn't understand fine. the concept. Just hand it to me. <laughs> and you take it, and you have Bash's homework. <sighs> and <laughs> yeah, I think we all make eye contact, and we're like, <sighs> I have to slip this into his yeah. bag at some point. Order <laughs> homework. Uh, and then she stands back up in the center. She says, well, please take the lessons you've learned about considering your ethical dilemmas back with you and apply them to this piece of homework. Uh, sure. Totally. Yay. More homework, guys. Hey, we, we, we did good today, though. Yeah. We, I feel we're, like we did we're bouncing right. back. We got this. For sure. And she says, you are dismissed. All right. All right. Where, where to next, party leader? Uh, Ren starts flipping through pages. <laughs> uh, so next for you guys would be lunch on the schedule. All right. Well, I, I yeah, I guess we we go to lunch now. Yep. So we guess we'll head on down to the cafeteria. Mm. Yep. Bash's favorite. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> yippy. Favorite Let's class. go. Let's go. Totally yippy. And All right, and as you guys make your way to lunch, you are passing some older students, and uh, you see one of them kind of peeps Eliana and then looks at the rest of you, and he just looks kind of angry. Can I help you? Ren He's... immediately is like, hello, <laughs> can I help you? I push Bash behind Ren, like, gently. I'm like, hey. Yeah, Bash just stands as intimidating as possible. <laughs> he looks at you. And then just walks on. Um. Uh, and then he's me. gone around the corner. Oh. Okay. And you guys That's right. Walk away. I, I wouldn't bash. recognize him, would I? Nope. You don't. None of you recognize him. Turn to Bash. I'm like, that guy was kind of a jerk, huh? I was talking right to him. Uh, I might have given him a bad look. I think I scared him. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I want. I was trying okay. to make you look tough by being behind you. Well, I appreciate it, Bash. Like but- a backdrop. <laughs> A, a bash, bash drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> bash dropped in. Can we get like oh, a really hilarious. like watercolory? I I just feel a, like it's on a shirt. Watercolory bash f- standing behind Ren. <laughs> bash drop. So I'm gonna do the the painting of uh Ren pointing down and saying "You're poor,", poor. and just behind him is Bash's abs. Yeah, just, just rippling. <laughs> Ren turns, That's great. I love like, it so well, much. Um. I want to make a mental note of that guy. Okay. And mm. I want to try to look out for him, I guess, when we go, go to lunch. If Same. I see him peering at us again, I'd be like, I think we might have some... Um, I was trying to think of like a, a word for a fan, but the opposite. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we might... I think, we, I think these people don't like us over here. I don't know. But I guess... Let's go get some food. I'm, I'm hungry. And you guys walk into the dining room, and you see the standard... Smorgasbord of food. You guys get your plates and you sit down and you guys have lunch. Ren sits and waits for the the myriad of food that Bash is going to grab and bring to the table to just pick off of that. (laughs) We're on a journey to discover what we're made of in a world that we don't know. Humble beginnings to the grandest of adventures to show. Is calling our names, and we will cross that horizon into brighter days. We will stand in.
Ladies and gentlemen, that once again brings us to the end of another episode of Armor Class. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. This show is immensely fun for us. And for me specifically, knowing where it's going and being able to get to share that with all of you has become something that I am incredibly proud of. So if you're enjoying Armor Class as much as we are, leave us a rate, leave us a review. Hit us with that like, follow, and subscribe. Wherever you're listening, we want to hear from you. Join us next week as our heroes split the party for their proficiencies classes and follow up on Professor Asher's invitation. And trust me, you won't want to miss it because things are about to get good. Stay tuned to the end for that armor class outtake. And with that being said, I have nothing left for you. Don't forget to do your homework and stay out of detention. We'll see you next week. Yeah, Bash just stacks a giant pile of food, as per usual. Is it and he all finds meat? a piece of bread, but inside the bread, there's meat. Oh. Ooh. Because Bash is uh, going to learn about calzones, because that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right, and you guys have your lunch. There is, there's three meatballs on the table, and Ren lines up one last one, and the camera settles on the fourth ball. The fourth ball. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth ball breaks. <laughs> I love it.